Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Beef Up Front podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Coyle. And today I'm joined by recurring guest Kevin Walder as we jump into a new series for the podcast where we're going to be looking ahead to the NFL season. We're going to be, over the next eight weeks or so, going to try and do uh, one division a week. We're going to give you a whole breakdown of each division, uh, what we think of team offense, defense, coaches, some breakout players, some big games to look for, and who's going to be making the playoffs, the standings, all that good stuff. So, Kevin, you got anything you want to add before we get started with this? Um, not really. Crazy world we're living in right now. All right. Uh, let's get to some football. Hopefully, sounds like season's starting on time and it's expected that fans are going to be in the stadium. Some of the owners are coming out, so... We'll get right to it. Our first division that we're going to be attacking is the NFC East. So, Kevin, who do you have finishing uh, first in the East this year? I apologize to all my all my Eagles fans out there, but Ryan, what's that? What's that famous stat that gets shared about the NFC East every year? I think it's since 2003 or 2004, there hasn't been a repeat winner. That's true, and until I see it. I don't think I'm going to pick a repeat winner, especially not this Eagles team last year didn't look especially strong. So I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East at 12-4. and four. Um, So basically how we did it, we gave the offense a grade, a defense a grade, the coach grade, and then we uh, provided some breakout players and a couple big games on the schedule to highlight. So I'm just going to uh, run through what I have. For the Cowboys there, I mean, the, the reason I have them going 12-4 and four is really just because of their offense. I mean, I'll just, I'll just list the, the players they have there. They have Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Dak Prescott, one of the best O-lines in the league. I know they lost their, they lost their center, but they, they drafted uh, one of the best centers in the, in the draft in the, in the fourth round, in my opinion. Um, and they got rid of Jason Garrett. That's, I think that'll help them on offense, actually. Um, just in terms of sheer talent, I think the Cowboys have clearly the best offense in the NFC. So I don't think it's really that close. Um, defense grade, I gave them a B. I know they lost some key players. Um, they lost Byron Jones. They lost um, uh, Robert Quinn on the defensive line, their leading sacker last year. But they still have um, Pro Bowl players like uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence, I think they have the best linebacking uh, group in the NFL. Also with Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. Uh, you could say that defense is their weak spot on this team, but I still think that um, they're they have arguably the strongest defense in the division, maybe second. Um, and uh, that's really that's really it I have for the for the defense. I, I like some of their rookies that they drafted on defense also, like Trayvon Diggs. I'll get to him a little bit later. But coach grade, I gave uh, new coach Mike McCarthy a B. That might seem low, but I think it's an upgrade over Jason Garrett, who I would probably give a C. Um, so they only improved in their offensive coach. I think improving your offensive coach, improving your, your head coach, in the National Football League is the most important thing that a team could do. I would put it even above um, improving the quarterback position. 
And you could say whatever you want about Mike McCarthy, how his tenure in Green Bay soured a little bit towards the end. But he still won a Super Bowl. Uh, it's not easy to work with to work with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think that was a big part why he why he uh, got fired there because they weren't getting along all that great. But what I look for in an NFL head coach is can you win the Super Bowl? And because that's the ultimate goal in this game. And Mike McCarthy has done that. So I don't have any other questions about him really. Breakout player. I have C.D. Lamb and Trayvon Diggs, two rookies. I think the Cowboys really killed the draft, uh, in my opinion. Uh, C.D. Lamb I had as my wide receiver one in this draft. They got him at 16. And he'll really pop with all the talent they have on offense. And Trayvon Diggs they got in the second round. I had a first-round uh, grade on him from Alabama. And he was the first-round uh, grade on my quarterback, cornerback big board. But uh, yeah, losing Byron Jones, they have a they have a big gap on the cornerback position, and Trayvon Diggs, I think could, and not like fill the role completely because Byron Jones is so good. But I don't think it'll be a big drop off. Can you and, that? Oh. what? Is there a dog barking, or is that just me? Uh yeah, that's my neighbor's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hopefully we'll quiet down. I'll shut the I'll shut the window when uh, when you're talking. But finally, to end out the Cowboys, I had the two big games. Um, number one, obviously the Eagles. All right, I'll have to close the window. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Hopefully that's a little better. All right, two big games for the Cowboys. I'll go quick. Week 16 against the Eagles at home. I have both teams going into this game 10-4. and four. So this game decides the division, in my opinion. I have the Cowboys winning it. Kind of like a reverse of last year where the Eagles um, beat the Cowboys in Philadelphia in Week 16 to win the division. And my second big game is Week 3 at Seattle because I think that's a big test of where this team is like how last year they got off to a really hot start but they didn't really play anyone good this is going to be like an early barometer of okay is this Cowboys team for real or are they not what um what seed did you have the Cowboys in the playoffs uh, let me check real quick I have them at 12 and 4 but my NFC is very uh top-sided where I have a lot of teams that are like 12 and 4 11 and 5 and then I have a lot of teams like 5 and 11 or below the Cowboys are the two seed. Okay. All right. Uh, good stuff. I'll go into my first place team. I also have the Cowboys at 11 and 5. Um, the one thing that I could see the Eagles have going for them coming back is the whole coaching staff and regime is back while the rest of the coaches in the NFC East are new and with a shortened offseason that could definitely be used against them. So. If the Eagles do want to win the division, I think it is pivotal for them to get out to a hot start while all the other teams might be playing catch-up. But I just think the Cowboys have a more talented roster, and I'll get into that here. Uh, I have their offense as an A. I wrote I would have it as an A+, but there are question marks at the center spot. With Travis Frederick retiring, uh, I do like what you're saying, Kevin, with the draft pick, the new center from Wisconsin in the fourth round, but 
how much can a fourth rounder be dependent on to be a day one starter? So that's the question mark. And ask, I like ask Dus ask ask Dak Prescott ask Dus Dak Prescott that yeah. fourth round pick, right? Yeah, true. I mean, but the, Frederick was probably the best center in the league. So I mean, it's definitely gonna be a step back, kind of. And if Ezekiel Elliott does find a way to get injured, I mean, he's been a pretty durable guy throughout his whole career. I don't know how much you can rely on Pollard. I mean, we saw he played pretty solid last year, but Zeke really carries the load for that offense, and he's what makes them go. And I don't know if Pollard could do the same. But, I mean, there's no reason for Dak Prescott not to succeed this upcoming year with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and a guy who I think could have a good year in tight end, Blake Jarwin, as well. So that is just a loaded offense from top to bottom. Um, Mike McCarthy, I don't know how much he'll improve the offense just because most of his success came off ad-lib plays from Aaron Rodgers when he was in Green Bay. So we'll see, but I have them as an A and if center can step up and uh, Zeke, Zeke stays healthy for the whole year, I think they could be an A plus group uh, for the defense. I gave them a B kind of like you were saying, they lost some key players and Byron Jones and Robert Quinn, but they do bring back to Marcus Lawrence, uh, one of the better defensive ends in the league, and they bring in defensive uh, linemen in the middle with Gerald McCoy and Dontari Poe, who are two guys who've been very good in the NFL for a long time now. Uh, they're going to clog up the middle, and they're going to they're going to stop the run, and can even pass rush a little from the interior. So, but their biggest question mark, I think, is having a consistent pass rusher opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. They've kind of been missing that. And they had it with Quinn last year, but they let him go. So they also have the great linebackers like you touched on. Uh, Van Der Esch and Smith can cover, can play the run. They can do it also. But that secondary is a question mark. Uh, if if the, some of those young guys back there can find a way to step up, that great could get boosted as well. For coach grade, I, I put them, uh, Mike McCarthy as a B minus. Just I'm not – I was never really a huge believer in him. He did win the Super Bowl, but at the same time he had – Aaron Rodgers, who all their big plays come off Rodgers running around scrambling. How much of that is McCarthy's system? But I do agree that he's an upgrade from Garrett, but I don't know how much. My breakout player of the year for the Cowboys is tight end Blake Jarwin. I just think with all that perimeter weapons and all the attention going out to there and to Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, uh, Jarwin's going to have a lot of opportunities up the middle and especially in the red zone when He's kind of kind of be the guy looked at and studied the least by the defense, and he's going to have uh, reap the benefits of of those open plays. I think the Cowboys gave him a pretty solid contract extension this past offseason as well, so they seem to be firm believers that he could be a big player. And two big games. I also have Week 16 at home against the Eagles. I, I agree. I think that'll be the game that ultimately decides the division. And another one I have is Week 11 at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, that's kind of where you see the teams who are, are good enough start to separate themselves from the pack. And I think a game against the Vikings, who are probably going to be a playoff team as well, would just be a, a good test to see, all right, are the Cowboys for real or not? And especially with new coach and everything, they should be all caught up to speed by then and clicking. So those are my two big games, and that's what I got on the Cowboys. I have them finishing as the third seed and uh, in the NFC and winning the East with the 11-5 record. 
Yeah, I'm interested to hear who you have in, who who you have in front of the Cowboys. But uh, my my second place finisher in the NFC East, I think it's a a two team race really, and I have the Eagles finishing 11 and five. So it's still a good year for the Eagles. They improved by two games over their past two two years. Uh, their offense grade, I gave them a B. I think they have the best tight end group in the NFL with Ertz and Goddard. I think I really like their running backs, uh, especially Miles Sanders. But I do think they need to add a veteran running back in free agency. I thought they would sign uh, Carlos Hyde, but he went to Seattle. So maybe maybe like a Devontae Freeman right now. I don't really want LaShawn McCoy back. But um, their wide receiver group is where I kind of like am hesitant because they're relying very heavily on rookies. Um, I don't. Alshon will be there to start the year. Uh, I don't know how effective he'll be when he comes back. Um, you can't really rely on Deshaun Jackson to play all 16 games because he hasn't really over the past few years. Um, I like Jalen Rager, but you're asking a lot out of him as a rookie to step in. Uh, other other rookies like Hightower, Watkins, like. You really you added a lot of speed, but I don't know how effective they'll be in the first year. And the quarterback position, Carson Wentz, like he hasn't finished a season over the past three years. He hasn't been the starting quarterback when the season ended for the Eagles. It's crazy to think that um, the Eagles have played six playoff games over the past three years. Carson Wentz has no playoff experience. Yeah, I mean, you could argue the Seahawks game last year, he didn't really play a lot in that at all before he got hurt. So, quarterback, question for me. A lot of people are high on him. A lot of people are very high on him. I'm not down on him. He just needs to show me he can go back to his 2017 form. Uh, it's just the truth. Um, defense. I gave the Eagles defense a B-plus grade. Um, I think they have good pass rush. Not as great as some of the past rushes that they've had in years prior, uh, just because they don't have the depth there, but they still have those key guys. Um, they need Derek Barnett to step up if they want that pass rush to to truly become elite like it once was. But they added Darius Slay. I think that's a huge upgrade at the corner position and really shores up that position more than it's been in the past however many years. But uh, they need him to stay healthy because if they lose him, then... It's just as bad as it's been there. Um, and they lost Malcolm Jenkins. I don't think that's as big as a loss as a lot of people make it seem. He's an aging safety. Uh, he's played so many snaps over the past few years. I don't know how you can rely on him to sort of still be there year after year. And uh, I like Jalen Mills moving to safety. I think he'll be good there. So I don't think it's as big of a drop-off as people make it. My coach grade for the Eagles, I gave Doug Peterson an A. He's a he's a top five NFL coach in the league. You can't argue that, I don't think. With all the injuries and all the adversary this team's faced, he's made the playoffs three straight years. Um, he, uh, and on the defensive side, I sort of treat the Eagles as having like almost two separate head coaches because I don't think Doug really does a lot with that defense. But Jim Schwartz, he's a proven NFL guy. He's been there for four years now, made the playoffs three years. That defense, you've never looked at the Eagles' defense and been like, wow, that's a major weakness, or like the defense is what's keeping them from winning. Uh -huh. So 
breakout player, I have Miles Sanders. So maybe swayed a little bit by all the the workout videos that I'm seeing from him. But I think he'll I think I'll have a great year. I don't think he'll be a 20, 25 carry guy a game because I just don't think that's what the Eagles do. But I think he can do it all. He'll be he'll he'll be getting like 15, 20 carries a game. I would expect um, catching a lot of balls out of the backfield, lining up as a receiver a lot. Um, so I think Miles Sanders is going to have a, a really good year. And two big games I have week eight hosting the Dallas Cowboys because I, I have the Cowboys one game ahead of the Eagles at that spot. So they need to win that game to keep up with them in the division. And I have week 12 hosting the Seahawks. Seems like they haven't beat the Seahawks in like 100 years. Um, they beat They lost them twice last year, both times at home. They get they get him at home here. I think Carson Wentz needs to step up, show that he could finally beat the Seahawks. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's a big game. All right, sounds good. Uh, so I have the Eagles coming in. Are finishing the season at ten and six, which does put them. To, did you have them making the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, eleven and five. I have them. So they're they they're they're a five seed. The five first, seed, first right. wild card. My ten and six has them as the seven seed. So, with adding that extra playoff spot, the Eagles find a way to sneak in this year. So, I mean, and we've seen with the Eagles, all they got to do is get in, and they've they've done pretty well in the playoffs. I think you could you could argue they would have won that game last year if Wentz was healthy too. So, but I give the the offense a B plus. Uh, I am after. After last year, even though the what happened in the playoff game, I am a believer in Wentz, just the way he kind of carried that team to the playoffs uh, with the Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. You have the best tight end duo in the NFL. The right side of the offensive line from Jason Kelsey to Brandon Brooks to Lane Johnson, I think that's the best trio like of offensive linemen in the league. Left side with Sam Wallow, he's a bit of a question mark. I mean, he's inconsistent, but he's been kind of – he is what he is. Like he's not going to cost you the game, but he's not going to be making Pro Bowls. And we don't know what we're getting out of Andre Dillard, or if they decide to bring back Jason Peters or not. So, but that right side of the line is very good. Uh, just got to keep Wentz upright. Sanders, I think, forming a duo with Boston Scott. I think that's going to be an electric duo. I'm a, I'm a big believer that Scott can be a, a pretty good player in the NFL and Sanders I think is in for a breakout year like you were touched touching on and the receiver group uh I think it, it's got high potential uh but it also has bust potential as well so that's why I'm giving them a B plus I just think that the speed they can make uh plays with the ball in their hands coming up but we could also see I mean this is kind of looks like an injury prone group kind of uh you could I could just see all these fast dudes finding a way to pull a hamstring or something like that, and we're just falling back to falling back to last year. But I would give them a B plus. The defense, I would give them a B, a B plus as well. I really like the interior of the defensive line with uh, Fletcher Cox, Malik Jackson, uh, Javon Hargrave, one of the big offseason pickups. But outside of Brandon Graham and Sometimes Derek Barnett, like who else is rushing the passer from the edge? That's that's a big question mark. Linebacker group, we don't know what we're getting out of that after Nigel Bradham left. I think if if the linebackers step up, this could be an A minus 
type of unit. And then the the secondary is is a question mark as well. But I like the speed. Uh, I think we have some more short tacklers back there now. I, I really like how they have a lot of versatile safeties with the draft pick of Kayvon Wallace. The uh, moving Jalen Mills back there, who has been a good tackler. Uh, Will Parks, that addition. Uh, you added Nickel, Roby Coleman to play uh, corner. You got Avante Maddox, who's been pretty solid. Sidney Jones looks like he might finally be healthy and turning a corner. So a lot of potential out of that group, I think. And I think they could wind up making some noise. It seems like they have a lot of like dogs, a lot of guys who are going to play with energy and heart. And that's that's what Philadelphia needs back there for their secondary. And so that group, I think, has a lot, a lot of high potential. I mean, there's definitely some question marks. We don't know what we're getting out of everyone, but I like the potential of that group. I give Peterson A-, minus just because, I mean, we've seen how he's a great coach when it comes to adversity and leading the team and sometimes on offense. But a lot of his play calling is suspect sometimes, especially, I mean, I feel like he overdoes it with the screen game, and that's never really been an effective thing. We could see it more effective this year with some more speed but that and his tendency to get pass happy uh and not run the damn ball so we that's like the one kind of downfall of doug peterson i have miles sanders as my breakout player as well i just think this is a year his second year that he kind of establishes himself as a top five to top 10 running back we saw last year with his uh burst and stuff I think he reminds me of a Le'Veon Bell type back where he's got the patience where he can hide behind the line and then explode through it. And he's very effective in the passing game as well. So it's only going up from here, and he's a great pass protector as well. Uh, two big games, Week 16 at the Cowboys that like we touched on earlier. I think that will be for the division title. And the other one I have is Week 4 at the 49ers. I expect the Eagles to be 3-0 and going into that game. They're going to be playing the reigning NFC champions, who I think could have a down year, but I I was down on them all last year as well, so they could continue to prove me wrong. But that game will kind of be all right, a measuring stick of where we are, three and one, or we're we leaving that game three and one, or are we leaving that game four and zero. Oh? It'll kind of tell us what we need to know about how good the Eagles really are at that point in the season. Yeah, uh, I forgot about the the Roby Coleman signing kind of slipped my mind that's one of like the under the radar uh patrick robinson type signing so yeah. we'll see if he can he can be that guy but they third signed to like both of their contracts combined like under five million so i mean two guys who are probably going to get a lot of playing time on cheap real cheap deals yeah yeah so third place in the division i have the washington redskins jumping the giants from last year uh, redskins finished uh, fourth, Giants finished third, but uh, it's not really because of their offense that I have them at 5-11 in third place. It's more their defense, but I have, I gave them a C grade on offense. I don't I don't think they got the right quarterback. Um, Dwayne Haskins, you think I'm low on uh, Carson Wentz? I'm, I'm out on Dwayne Haskins pretty much. Uh, I don't really see him becoming a Pro Bowl type of quarterback. Um, they, have, they have Terry McLaurin, who I think is one of the best young wide receivers in the game, but other than that, they don't really, they don't really have much to throw the ball to there. Um, and their running backs are, are terrible. They, I was looking at uh, what who their running backs actually are, and they have Adrian Peterson, Bryce Love, 
JD McKissick. Like these aren't guys that are gonna be. They um, got Darius guys. They got freaking. Oh, they, they have Darius guys. They yeah, but Harbor. I just feel like they have like so many running backs, and they drafted one too. They've got like six running backs on that roster, and like no one who's really like the guy. Scary guy, yeah. Like, people were predicting a big season from Geis last year. Then he got banged up. Yeah, banged up. Um, and then yeah, so their offense, I don't really, I don't really see them being all that great. And but their defense, on the other hand, I think they, they have one of the best front sevens in the NFL. Honestly, um, their last first four round, first round picks have all been to, on the defensive line. I think that's the they're the only team in NFL history to spend four first round picks on defensive linemen. And you can only do that so many times before you're going to start to get some real talent there. Um, in particularly guys like Montez Sweat and, and Chase Young. They're they're going to be a nightmare to to match up against on the offensive line. And they Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio like say what you want about them as as head coaches, but they know how to play defense and I only see their defense improving from um, from where it was before. And in terms of their coach grade, I gave their uh, their coach grade a B minus. Once again, it's not that high, but I think it's still an upgrade over Jay Rudin, their previous uh, head coach. I've never really been a big Ron Rivera guy. A lot of people just like to talk about his one Super Bowl appearance in um, Carolina, but he had a ton of losing seasons there that really no one ever ever talks about um i don't think he's a he's a really innovative head coach um not really what towards what the game is going towards right now uh, i think that's the reason why he was let go in carolina and i still think he's like a he's he's an average nfl coach in my opinion um breakout player montez sweat uh out of out of my mississippi state he was a first round pick last year He's he's a big guy, six six. He he actually set the record for forty time for defensive lineman um, at the at the combine. He ran a, a four four two, so real freak athlete. Um, he only had seven sacks last year, but still, that's pretty good for. It's not terrible for a rookie. And pairing him with um, Chase Young, I think in that new uh, improved defensive scheme, he's he's really going to pop next year. And finally, for the big games for the Redskins, it's kind of hard to find big games for the teams that you have like under well under 500 because it's like really where are they where are they but I have week nine hosting the Giants because I think that's kind of a game where a team on the rise like you're expected to win that game and if they can go out and they can win that game against a divisional opponent like rather handily it'll show you that the team's improving and like you can't just go in there and walk all over them. Like they're they're actually a tough team to beat. Yeah. And then I have Week 16 hosting the Panthers because it's a it's a Ron Rivera revenge game. So I know he'll want to win that one and he'll get his guys fired up. And that's really one one of the bigger games I see on their schedule. There's nothing like getting Ron Rivera in a revenge game. Nothing like it, Riverboat Ron. All right. Uh, so my take on the Redskins, I've got, I've got the offense at a C plus. Uh, one of the strong suits, I guess. I think you could say is the offensive line. Um, I mean, they did lose Trent Williams, but they've been a, a pretty consistent bunch over the year, and they got an All Pro guard there and Brandon Sheriff. So 
he's he's a solid player, but outside of that, there's nothing really you can hang your hat on. I mean, we didn't see enough of Haskins last year where we kind of know what we're getting from him. I mean, he threw 50 touchdowns at Ohio State and, like, lit it up there. So, talented kid, but he's got nothing around him, really, outside of McLaurin. I mean, Jordan Reed uh, was out all last year. He's He's been cut due to his concussion issues. Geis is a talented running back, but can he stay healthy? I mean, are, and are they going to feed the ball to guys, like you were saying, J.D. McKissick, Adrian Peterson, Bryce Love, who – Bryce Love was a great college running back, but he's another guy who's been hurt. I mean, they're kind of taking all these chances on these these running backs and hoping maybe one or two pan out, but they just have nothing to scare me on offense. Uh, so I think the game plan might just kind of be game manage and have Haskins take care of the ball, and hope, hopefully some of those running backs can come around and make some plays and rely on this defense, which I have a B-plus grade. I mean, you were saying the – the line is just stacked. Uh, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, they're going to get after the passer. They're going to cause some havoc on defense. But behind them, with the linebackers and the in the secondary, what I mean, what are we really doing back there? It's they do have Landon Collins, I believe, back there. I mean, that's the only guy in the secondary who's kind of a big name. So, but I mean, with a, a big front four uh, and a great pass rush, I think that's where you'll you'll find success and it'll kind of make up for the the less talented group in the back end there coach grade I would give Rivera B plus I think he's a great uh, coach especially defensive minded and and he really he turned I mean you said that he had some losing seasons in Carolina but I think it was a a turnaround down there they definitely were a better organization that uh, after he left than when he first got there so I think he's a program builder a culture guy and he's gonna he's gonna build up that defense they just gotta find a way to establish some sort of offensive identity breakout player i'm gonna go chase young he's probably one of the best one or two pass rushing prospects that have came into the league in the past five to ten years he's got pro bowl potential just like the bosa brothers out of ohio state right away from year one i mean as an eagles fan Seeing him line up against Andre Dillard potentially in the coming years, I don't know how I'm feeling about that right now, but Chase Young is going to be a game wrecker, and we're not going to be able to double him with all the other talent on that line, so we'll see what happens with that. Two big games I have for the Redskins. I have week one at home against the Eagles. I mean, first game uh, with your new head coach. I mean, it'll be the first time uh, Haskins is making the week one start at home as well, so that's going to be kind of a – a tempo uh, setter for the what the season could be like for them. I mean, if they can pull away that win, that would be a, a big conference booster for them for the season. And the second uh, game I have is the week four sh- uh, showdown at home against the Ravens. I'm interested to see how that defensive line can get after Lamar Jackson. And the first four games for the Redskins are at home versus the Eagles. Uh, week two, they travel to the Cardinals, who... A lot of people, including me, are thinking they might have a very good uh, upcoming season. But on top of that, we still don't know. I mean, they could be it's, – it's a lot of young players out there and a young coach. They could not uh, kind of jump onto the scene right away. And then week three, they go to the, to the Browns, who, once again, new coach. We don't know what we're going to get out of them. So the Eagles do – are the Redskins find a way to beat the Eagles uh, week one? They – 
split one, those two games against the Cardinals and Browns, they could be two and one, two and one going into a home game in week four against the Ravens, where it could kind of be a, a season uh, changing win and kind of propel them into the right direction. So I think that could be a big game and where the season will either kind of take off or fall back. So it's funny you mentioned that game because in my predictions, I have the Redskins winning that game at okay. home against the Ravens. Um, but going on, fourth place team, obviously the New York Giants. I uh, have them going 4-12. and 12. Um, And there's really just not a whole lot that, that pops at you with this Giants team. Uh, other than other than their, their great running back, uh, Saquon Barkley. I gave their offense a B minus because I think I'm a little higher than uh, higher on Daniel Jones than most. I, I like the pick coming out of Duke. A lot of people, a lot of people hated it. Um, the the receipts are there. I liked them. So I liked uh, sharing up their offensive line in the first round with Andrew Thomas. I don't I don't think that um, I would would have picked Dan Thomas as my first O lineman. Uh, in this draft, but I think it was more of like a safe pick. He has a uh, uh, high floor. Wait, Kev, you're cutting out a little bit. Hello? All right, well, uh, well, hopefully Kevin's connection fixes up. I'll go into, go into my... Like Tom Barkley, great running back, arguably arguably the best in, in he Can you hear me? Uh, it just it just went back on. Can oh. you just kind of can you just kind of touch on after what you were saying about Daniel Jones? Yeah, so um, like I was saying, I like the the first round pick of Andrew Thomas this year just because I need I think they needed to stir up the offensive line a little bit. But I, I'm not sure he would have been the first offensive lineman off the board uh, if I if I were the Giants GM. I think, but I think do think he was a safe pick. I think he has a pretty um, low or a high floor. So other than uh, other than other than that, like I said, running back is arguably the best running back in the game, Saquon. Um, Tight end Ingram, I think, can be a, a, a very good tight end in the NFL, but he hasn't shown that he could really stay healthy. He was banged up a lot last year, um, and their wide receiving group is pretty is pretty bad. Uh, they, they have guys like Golden Tate, but it's it's less than stellar, I would say. And um, defensive grade, I gave the Giants a B minus. Also, I I really don't know how they're gonna look. I don't, I don't know much about how this Giants team as a whole is going to look. They're kind of a, a big unknown for me. Mm-hmm. They, they added Leonard Williams. He, he's been a big bust pretty much so far in his career, so we'll see if he can turn that around. Um, I, they picked Xavier McKinney 
um, in the second round. I like that pick, but I don't necessarily value the position of safety in the NFL right now. I mean, it's an important position, but just look at the Jets. They have the best safety in the NFL, and it's not really doing much for them. Yeah. Um, their new defensive coordinator, I don't know anything about him, uh, Patrick Graham. So we'll see. Their coaching grade, I gave Joe Judge a C. I wasn't very high on this hire. I don't think he's ready to jump to head coach. The Bill Belichick coaching tree doesn't have the same success in the NFL as as a as a guy like Andy Reid's coaching tree. I would have loved if the if the Giants hired, well, not as an Eagles fan, I would have loved it, but as a Giants fan, I would have loved if they hired uh, Eric Bieniemy instead of Joe Judge. I think I think he'll 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 have a head coaching job in the NFL next year. So. Um, but like I said, I just don't really know what to expect out of Joe Judge. I haven't seen him at all. Um, so I, I decided to just give him a C. And breakout player for the Giants, I have Daniel Jones. The second year is where quarterbacks in the NFL make their big jump. We've seen that over the past years. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, Patrick Lamar. Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Leon Spanks, Sammy Sosa. Yeah. So... Um, John, yeah, Jones really has everything that I look for in a quarterback. Uh, tall, can sling the ball around. He needs to clean up the fumbling issues. Uh, looks good in shorts. So let's let's play a little game. I have I have uh, two quarterback stats from from uh, their rookie years. So tell me which player you think had the better rookie year. Player A. Had a 61.9% completion percentage. He had 3,027 yards, but only played 13 games. He had 24 touchdowns. He had 12 interceptions. And he had a uh, quarterback rating or a, pa- a passer rating of 87.7. And player, player B had a 62.4% completion percentage. He had 3,782 yards in all 16 games. He had 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and he had a 79.3 passer rating. Uh, I'm going to have to take player A, probably. Yeah, player A. Player A is Daniel Jones. Can you guess who player B is? He He was a rookie last year. He was a rookie. No, he was a rookie in this year. This is his rookie year stats. Yeah, yeah. Was was he a rookie last season though? No, it was a few years ago. I'm gonna go Wentz. Yep, Carson Wentz. So any Eagles fan saying like any Eagles fan saying Daniel Jones isn't a good quarterback, he had a better year than Carson Wentz did in his rookie year. So and fine. It's, it's true. And big games for the Giants. Uh, like I said, hard to find big games for a 4-12 and 12 team. So I just went with week 1 and week 17. Can you start the season out strong? Can you finish the season strong? I think that's two big uh, tests to see how good of a, a grasp a coach has on a team. Okay. Yeah, uh, and week, I was just going to say week 1 is against the Steelers and week 17 is against the Cowboys, both at home. All right. Uh, I don't remember if I said this though, but I had the Redskins at four and twelve. 
finishing third, and then for the Giants, I have the Giants in fourth at two and fourteen. Uh, I kind of just keep it short and sweet. I have them across the board, offense, defense, coach grade. I have them all C's. Outside of Saquon Barkley, uh, no one really scares me on that offense. Uh, Golden Tate's a solid player, but he's not what he used to be. Darius Slayton is a young receiver who could have a big upcoming year. He had a pretty solid rookie year out of Auburn last year. And Evan Ingram is a pretty solid player, but has failed to stay healthy consistently. Uh, they've kind of been uh, beefing up that offensive line and starting to build up front there. But that, I mean, just the offense is a whole big question mark. I think you can't give them any more than a C. Defense, I mean, they lack big names. They lack talent. I, you know, I'm just not a believer in that group. But I think a C would a C would do for them. I mean, I could say a C minus or a D plus, but I mean, I'm just going to give them a C. Uh, coach grade, I'm also going to give them a C. I, I just feel like it's not fair to give Judge anything higher than a C or anything lower because we really don't know what we're getting from him. I mean, he comes from the Patriots who win in culture, stuff like that. He's going to try and establish that in New York. I mean. He had to impress in interviews and stuff to make that jump from special teams to a head coach right away. So, I mean, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what we get from him. I mean, he hired Jason Garrett to run the offense, so who knows what that's going to bring. But uh, other than a lot of clapping on the sideline, that's that's all I know that we're going to get. Uh, breakout player, I'm, I'm going to go with Ingram. I mean, he's got all the talent, and he's kind of like a tight end, wide receiver, flex kind of guy where – You can put him out wide, and you can put him uh, on the line in the red zone. So you're not going to ask him to block, but he could be a guy who stretches the field up the seams and makes big plays with the ball in his hands. He's just got to stay healthy. But if he stays healthy, he's got Pro Bowl potential. And for their two big games for them, I have week one at home against the Steelers, kind of what I was saying about the Redskins. would be a tone setter, a tempo setter for what the year could potentially be. And second uh, game I have – uh, penciled in for a big game for them is week seven at the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles have just owned them recently and a divisional game. If I feel like the giants are going to want to get their crack at the Eagles and beat them, take them down, uh, especially coming off the division title last year and a few years removed from the Super Bowl, the Eagles have kind of been the, the crown jewel of the division these past few seasons. So, that's being a rivalry game and everything. That's definitely one that they'll have highlighted on their schedule. But that'll do it for us. Uh, you got anything you want to add, Kevin? No. Yeah. Yeah. Excited right. to get to all the other divisions. All right. Yeah, so uh, just keep an eye out. Uh, like I said, subs- like the podcast if you could. Subscribe. Uh, we're out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Every- everywhere you listen, hear stuff. I uh, appreciate all the support. And look out for our next uh, NFC preview. We're going to be hitting up the North in our next one. So thanks for listening, guys, and stay safe out there.